welcome to Lunar Magic Tea Time, where we discuss all things magical, mystical, metaphysical, and sometimes even a little mundane. I'm Kristen. And I'm Nancy. And this week is our Samhain 2022 episode. Before we get started, I want to remind you that you can find all of our past episodes, some blog posts, and a great way to contact us at LunarMagicTeaTime.com. Our email address is lunar at lunarmagicteatime.com. And you can join us on Facebook. You can join our Facebook group. You can find us over on Instagram, where, by the way, I have faithfully been updating our daily card polls. <laughs> and you can go ahead and follow us on TikTok, too, because I've been doing better with that. Nice. All of those are going to be Lunar Magic Tea Time. You can like, share, subscribe, etc. to this podcast at all of your favorite podcasting apps and websites. Just be sure you look up the Lunar Magic Tea Time podcast. Now that that's all out of, all out of the way, this episode, because it's Samhain, we're going to tell you ghost stories. Because it just feels right. Yes. Um, in, the, in our past Samhain episodes, we've gone over the correspondences and you know how to build your altar and that sort of thing and we've talked about some of the myths and legends around Samhain this time we're just gonna be spooky today we're just gonna we've had some interesting paranormal activity since the last time we had a paranormal paranormal episode um, and we even have a listener story to share with you yay I haven't had a whole lot happen. I have been seeing things flitting out of the corner of my eye a lot, especially in my living room, which I live alone. And so that's a little concerning when you <laughs> are sitting watching TV and you see something flit out of the corner of your eye. Sorry for any background noise i live close to a college campus but i know nancy has had some really interesting things well starting um last week i saw <laughs> like a wooden box and a hand reaching into the box and it's narrow and there appeared to be yarn and note cards that was a flash the other night right at three in the morning i happened to be awake and on my phone sitting perfectly still my corn dolly <laughs> that i have it up there from the last um, spot that I haven't changed yet flew off my dresser and landed in the bed. It's been there since Maybon has moved. And it's, it's, you know, I've seen where you have it. Yeah. It is tucked back in a corner. It's and not in a corner, but it's tucked back. On, it's, it's not. And has a pretty good sized base. It's not like, and there's no vent over the dresser the air wasn't even running and the air comes out totally on the other side of the room um what if it no one bumped been. anything i was wide awake if i would have felt different about it if i was asleep and the dogs maybe moved but i was awake and i look at my phone and of course 3 a.m in fact mm -hmm. i even messaged <laughs> Kristen and amanda and cheryl and went you wouldn't believe what happened because being a corn dolly made out of corn health it kind of made that crinkly when mm -hmm. it was falling i was like what the heck was that well then i put on the flashlight on my phone and there's the corn dolly on the pillow right next to me and then the other day i was watering my flowers it had been a few days late i got COVID after my last vacation things have been a little crazy 
and um, I'm standing in front of him back about four feet and my fern starts moving like you know like if you touched a plant and it the leaves move a little bit it's kind of a ferny plant and then stopped of course Troy goes oh it was the air first of all the air wasn't running second of all all my plants are over there now because all my shelves in the living room are Halloween so all my plants are in front of the window no just that plant they're probably going um anyway so there was that we're having more visions share, share if you're comfortable please share the last one you had that we might be able to get confirmation about yeah so the um this is the visions i get i saw a man older man with like a long sleeve shirt and suspenders walking his arm swinging across the field and what popped in my head was that it was my cousin's grandfather on on the uh, her um, father's side her mom and my mom her sisters so it would you know not be my grandfather one on his side and i just got that's uncle paul's dad i'm like okay why did that pop because i he was i don't even know if he was still alive when i was born but we never he couldn't have been because i've seen other family members on that side anyway it was just weird it was just like it was mr bogle who knows well we'll find out as soon as you get sent that picture i am asking for a picture to see if i can recognize him that was a little different um i also saw a flash I was just looking at my notepad because I've been doing better about writing them on my phone. Yay! Two or three in the morning. The other one, it was just the word gift in red letters in script. Just said gift. Okay. Okay. You know what gift you can give me? The Powerball. That would be a good gift. Give me the wing numbers for that. That's my October thing so we'll see I'm sure there'll be a lot more activity and who knows because on the last podcast I had to edit out a lot of a lot of voices there were a lot there were a lot and what's really funny about the last time we recorded we're recording via zoom again because this time I'm sick I think it might be the smoke in the valley I hope yeah it was bad today this guy is literally brown um anyway at one point during our recording of the podcast, I said, oh, did you hear that voice? Because I heard as clear as day, a male voice. And in fact, I didn't I ask you if that was Troy? Yeah. And I said, no, I didn't hear it on my side, but I did pick it up on the recording. And the weird thing is Zoom. So when we're recording on Zoom, we pick up a lot more than if I'm just using Audacity and we're both in the same room. It's not things like, oh, it's bleed through from another, someone else's call, because half the time it's like appropriate comments in between. <laughs> yeah. Like we'll be talking to someone and they'll go, uh-huh. Oh. <laughs> and I'm usually pretty good at saying, well, no, I was, I said something under my breath, so it was probably me. Like, yeah. I would rather not have evidence. Yeah. Than have think? incorrect evidence. Exactly. This was so, the, if I even suspect it's one of us, I'm I'm like, no, we're not. That you just delete it. Yeah, and I doesn't count. I only bring probably ten percent to you because I'm like, I don't know, that could have been something in the background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Delete it. 
Now, if I find something suspicious, I'll send it to you and go, mm, what do you think about that? Yeah. And that last time, it was definitely not either of us because it was definitely a male voice. It was, yeah. Yeah. It was considerably deeper than either one of our. Yeah. Uh-huh. And like I said, yeah. I've gotten two more, two or three at least more than I just deleted. I'm like, hmm. Because sometimes I could tell it's a voice, but I can't understand what it's saying. I'm like, it's no sense even sharing it. Yeah, because you're not going to be clear. Which reminds me, one of these things, what we always say is to be very exact in what you ask for. Because when I was getting visions a lot, like slide after slide after slide, I'm like, dude, for, you know, if you're going to go fast in that, give me letters. Put a little caption on the picture. And then it wasn't even a week later where I got the captions, but the slides went so fast that, or it would be just when I'm falling asleep. And I, at that time, I'm like, oh, I got that one. And then the next morning, no, I'm sure that they use fairy dust and get rid of my, <laughs> uh-huh. which reminds me, uh, when Kinley, when I thought that the fairies had taken off one of her sneakers the other day, I said, like those darn fairies. And Kinley goes, no, nah, no. Nah. There's no such thing as fairies. Like, well, Kinley and Nana's house, there's a whole new rules <laughs> for the multi-dimension than <laughs> what are at your house. Yes. Yes. For sure. Yeah. For sure. I'm pretty sure the culprit probably was Nilla, the dog. Yes. I mean, to be fair. Yeah. And- like, that's one of the reasons when weird stuff happens over at the kid's house. Yeah. We just assume it's a dog. Yeah. It might not be. That house is old. But, um, and my, my The fairies here are responsible for a lot. But, you know, the funny thing is, if I find out that, okay, it was Nilla, I apologize out loud to them. I'm okay. like, okay, this time it wasn't you. I'm sorry. But in my defense, 95% of the time it's you. Oh, for sure. They get chewed the last time they stole two of my good glasses. (laughs) And the ones had been missing for, what, two months? My new at least, my Mm -hmm. newest glasses. And then they stole my next one. So I was left for prescriptions that were like from five years ago. I'm like, no. Nancy's not playing this game anymore. Put the glasses back. That would, well, I would not be able to function if I didn't have my current prescription. Two to three months. For these classes, search the whole house hundred times over, down in the car, looking under between the seats, everything, right? <laughs> so when they took the other pair, I'm like, I can't play this game. I need these to work. This is not funny. I'm a programmer. I'm on the computer. Um, uh-huh. So they end up, I leave the room, come back five minutes later. They're right in between my nightstands and the bed as clear as day. I'm like, mm-hmm. no. They're so, your, your little nature spirits are so rude. They are rude. Well, supposedly it's one that's rude. Well. But maybe I'll give them an offering. I was told to give milk and honey and I haven't done that. I did give them a little dish of their own little jewelry that they could have and crystals. But the one said, "Mm, I'm still taking Nancy's stuff. So he got chewed and I did threaten with banishment. Like, I don't have to let you guys live here. No, it's a kindness. It's a kindness. It is a kindness. Baby boat. So those are the new rules. Don't touch the glasses. That's a fair rule. I approve that rule. Yeah. Yeah, Like I said, I haven't had hardly anything happening. Aside from... um, You've had multidimensional. 
Yeah, I've been seeing like these black bug shadow things in my apartment and I just let them go. Like I don't you want acknowledge to them? No, because I if don't encourage them. <laughs> if they're bleeding through dimensionally. Yeah. Nothing I do or say is going to register with them. Which is fine by me. I've been seeing but I've been seeing a lot of those. But I do find it really interesting. So I have been, like I said at the beginning of the podcast, I've been doing my daily card poll and posting it up on Instagram. And one of the reasons I have been able to be so faithful with it right now is because I have a deck and I've had the deck for a while called the Seasons of the Witch Sawin Oracle, not sponsored. We will always tell you we will always tell you. We will be transparent. Uh, but it's the Seasons of the Witch Solemn Oracle. It is by Rockpool Press. Um, it's released by Rockpool Press. And it is written by Lorraine Anderson and Juliet Diaz. And it is illustrated by Giada Rose. It's a beautiful deck. Oh, my God. Please go look at the Instagram if you just want to look at some pretty cards. And they have said that they are going to do all of the sabbat. And I know that they have a Yule deck, and I know that they have a Beltane deck. I know for a fact that they have the Yule deck because I own it. I think I do too. And I don't know where it went right now. I literally just saw it two days ago. (laughs) Uh, And then I'm going to don't get distracted, please. it's so funny because I, I record right next to my um, wall Otero. And, oh, there it is. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so I have I have the Yule deck, which means for the season of Yule, expect the same thing over on Instagram um, where I'm pulling from the Yule deck specifically. But right now I am pulling from the Sawin deck, which deals, as you would imagine, with themes of so death resurrection journeys into the underworld those shamanic sort of deep journeys to the self that kind of thing and um when i started doing this a week and a half ago i was really according to one of my other friends floating listlessly through my life but whatever (laughs) um and uh so i was like okay so who who do i call on how do i reach out like what do i do and i pulled a card from my goddess deck and i pulled danu mm-hmm. um the one of the myths surrounding danu is that she is the mother of the tuatha Dana, which would make her you know very tied to me through my irish ancestry but yeah. What else is interesting is almost all last week, the cards were telling me, watch out, people are going to stab you in the back. Watch out, people are going to stab you in the back. And then interspersed with that was a whole lot of, but if you grab the ancestors, if you tap into the ancestors, you'll have what you need to get through this. And what do you know? And we're not going to give details. This is, this is, we're not giving details, but what do you know? Today, we've learned of some stabbings. <laughs> and 
I have been able to use my grandmother's energy and um, all of the, the ancient Irish rage and deal with it. And, you know, uh, a week ago, I would have been a wreck. Yeah. If I, if I, if you had come to me a week ago with what you came to me with today, I would have been a disaster. Yeah. I would have been a disaster. No, I thought. And today I was just like, oh, no, we're not doing it. Nope, we're not doing it. We're not doing it. And um, that's been lovely and very powerful and affirming for me personally. And I needed that affirmation. Like that's, that's lovely. (laughs) So that's nice. Yeah. And we'll get into some other things, but yeah, my, my, my life around here has just really been tapping into, I've been doing a lot of meditation. Um, I've been doing a lot of reaching out to Danielle. She has not decided to come through yet. And that's, you can't control the deity and I would never try. No. But there's definitely a bigger sense of peace than I had a week ago. So that's good. That's yeah. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see what the cards say tomorrow. Yeah. Because today they said, you know, uh, the card that I pulled today was uh, titled Underworld. And it was about, um, it was about change and transition happening. And again, in light of what, what Nancy and I know, that could be some really interesting. <laughs> Might be some change coming. <laughs> like I said, I'll throw down in a Denny's parking lot. I don't mind. Yeah, karma's a you know what so uh if you recall last episode i had said if you have a, a story to share with us please share with us and we have a listener who shared their story and i would like to read emma's story if that is all right great i love it i actually i i have known emma for a while and i thoroughly enjoy her and uh so this is Emma's story, and I'm just going to read it uh, and then comment because there's some great stuff. I, I, yes. Okay. Quote, I was working in a respite group home, short-term care for folks with disabilities. A few months before I started, one of the clients had passed away in her sleep, the second room, at three in the morning. Working in the night shift, I had heard everyone talk about the disturbances from that room and joked that it was haunted. I absolutely didn't believe in ghosts then. I had the kind of skepticism only a true Capricorn can bring to the table. (laughs) But then a lot of strange things would happen at night, always around the same time, 3 a.m., and centered around that room. A client, if a client was in that room that had a baby monitor, 3 a.m. rolled around and there would be this really weird feedback coming from that one monitor, always starting at the same time, lasting for exactly five minutes straight without fail. Sometimes the door would open, 3 a.m. on the money. Clients that would sleep in there would wake up. Door alarms would fall off the wall. And one night, a client who was blind said he was woken up by her saying hello to him. Every night, every nighttime, staff member would have the same experiences, same time, weird things happening. But if a new client, one that that had come on after her death, was sleeping in that room, nothing would happen. 
It never felt malevolent or scary. It was kind of like she was coming to visit her friends at respite because she loved it there so much. I never believed in spirits until then. It felt like there was an electric energy in the air anytime she would quote visit. The air would stand up, the hair would stand up on my arms and I would get a strong chill off my back. Now I definitely believe. So first of all, thank you so much, Emma, for sharing with us. Yeah, thank um, you. I love the story because first of all, I love the fact that it's just, I'm a Capricorn, nope. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> because every single Capricorn I know <laughs> exactly like that every single one and I know a weird amount of Capricorns um, but also again we're back to that 3 o'clock in the morning thing yeah you know, that's, that's the real witching hour if you talk to anybody who's done this for any sort of time yeah when I First started getting the activity in this house, I always thought it was midnight. And um, it would slam the coverage at three in the morning, in the hallway, doors opening, door closing. And then I was started reading on it and I was like, oh, okay, that explains a lot. Well, um, I did hear an interesting thing today. I was listening to a seance video by uh, Kedrick and um, he was talking about how people always say the veil is thinning. He goes, it's not that it's thinning at this time of year it's just everybody's in line to talk <laughs> like they all come no i want to talk to you well and this this is kind of a good place to to lead into kind of what we're going to be talking about for at least the next episode if not the next two or three episodes uh, we in the west have such a weird relationship with death yeah where we especially americans love the idea of an afterlife but we don't have an afterlife codified 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 in our culture so you know we don't we don't do the things that keep the dead at the forefront of our minds so like in eastern cultures you've got ancestor altars and you know in in um in mexico you have dia de la muerte um more honored. for white people thank you have a nice day uh but you know you have these ways to celebrate and all saints day which is the day after fallen I think was an attempt by the Catholic Church to integrate that, but they chose to integrate that instead of being about our ancestors, they made it about stodgy of whiteness. Yeah. Looking at you, Paul. Yeah. But <laughs> you know, like it it wasn't about the ancestors of the people. Yeah. All Saints Day is about the ancestors of the church. Yeah. So the people don't have that intimate connection and i think one of the reasons we are so one of the reasons we love uh and halloween is it's that connection to the dead in a healthy mostly healthy way and so yeah of course they're all going to line up on the one day we're paying attention to them exactly like it's it's a it's a it's a feedback loop right yeah 
they want to get our attention yeah. and they always want to get our attention yeah and we're only paying attention on one day a year so they're gonna do more to get our attention on that one day a year yeah so it starts thinning mm -hmm. oh, you're putting up the decorations that means i can start beaming oh, i can call i can <laughs> <laughs> i'll get a hold of them right now like i'll do it right now and i i, I mean that's that's my opinion i could be i don't know we don't and that's just it we don't know what happens after death we don't have a scientific way to figure that out yet yeah but I'm not if, hmm? i was just thinking of this um if you have the people believe that this is it and then you'll have judgment day when you die mm -hmm. that is a way of doing what controlling people Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But if you believe, like I believe, that we came on to this incarnation as something, as soul groups and something you wanted to learn, uh -huh. I chose these things in my life. Sometimes we're like, what the hell do we choose this for? And can I change my path? But kind of gives you a different view since I've been believing that. Like, okay, some creepy things happen, but... So now when I look at things like that, I'm like, okay, what did I think I was going to learn in this incarnation by that situation? Mm -hmm. Instead mm -hmm. of like, oh, that sucks. And what happened to me? Poor old me. And, and if you look at life in that way, it's a little different than if you do this, you're going to be. Well, and even hell. if it's not paranormal or based in, in any sort of religion, being no. able to think of all of your situations as what can i gain from this not what can i gain like materially or yeah no or no whatever, no but what can my soul and my spirit gain from this yeah exactly and it's a really powerful way to even at the worst of times like even when you are a victim of circumstances and there are things you know yeah that you could not have prevented no matter how much society might want to tell you you're at fault for something, there are going to be things that you could not have prevented. Yeah. And yeah. there are going to be times when you absolutely are a victim. And you know what? Sometimes learning that lesson, learning that there are times when shit is just out of your control and there's nothing you can do about it. That's the lesson. Yeah. It isn't about what can I do to be stronger next time or what can I... No, sometimes you get to sit with the fact that you cannot, as a human, possibly control everything. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And even knowing that there are going to be times where there's no real lesson to learn. Yeah, yeah. not everything. Maybe it isn't your lesson to learn. Mm -hmm. Maybe you're a participant in someone else's lesson to learn. And knowing that there's no way you could have changed anything, you couldn't have done anything different. And even if you could have, you wouldn't. I heard the best. I heard the best thing. And mm -hmm. I just remembered it. I heard it like two or three days ago. And it was this guy was saying in response to someone stating that a victim of domestic violence shoulda, woulda, coulda. Listen, let me be abundantly clear. Victims of domestic violence are doing the best that they can just to survive. Yeah. And we're not going to judge them in this space period. End of discussion. No. But. We're in any space. 
So he he was responding to someone saying, well, they should have, I would never, blah, blah, blah. He said, stop. The person who is going through whatever this terrible, horrible event is, they are literally doing the exact right thing for them to do in that moment. Yeah. Because if there was a different thing for them to do in the moment, that would be better or more right for them yeah. to do in the moment, they would have the tools and they would do it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But we can never know how we're going to react in a situation until we're in the situation. And exactly. even if we've been in similar situations. Might have not have been exactly the same. Mm-hmm. Or you and didn't have the resources. Mm-hmm. If you're in a bad relationship and you have the resources to get up and leave, it's a little different than a woman that might have two or three kids. No, he threatens her with. I'll find you no matter where you go. She has no resources. She's made felt stupid and all the things that those kind of people try to do. And, and, you know, I thankfully have not been, well, I was in an abusive relationship a long time ago, like really bad, held a gun to my head, abusive. It was a long time ago. And in that moment, I froze. Yeah. Had I had kids with this asshole, who knows what I would have done because that would have changed the story so much. Exactly. And I, Nancy knows this. My kids, even though they're grown ass adults, I would do just about anything for them. And if they had been small children, yeah, who knows? Yeah, exactly. And that's just it. That's just the point. Unless you're in that specific situation, you can't know how you're going to react. You don't no. know. No. And that was us getting way off topic on someone. Right. Hey, look, <laughs> what we do. It's, it's kind of our gig at this point. Like, we're yeah. going to start one place and we're going to end up six blocks over in a Denny's parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm not telling you what we're going to do, but I need to be by my side. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of my favorite things like after all that it goes okay whose car are we taking <laughs> yeah no right <laughs> that'd be okay whose car are we taking how are we getting there um uber just in case no <laughs> no we don't want any drill <laughs> so you know Samhain is a time to connect with your ancestors obviously but don't forget and this is back to the pagan talk and not the spirituality deep life talk uh, don't forget that ancestors aren't just necessarily blood relations. No. They are cultural relations. Um, they are cultural touch points, and that can be the culture you're in now. Like I, you know, put Betty White up on your altar, or you know, if that's somebody who inspires you, or Prince, if that's someone who inspires you. Yeah. And give them space in your ancestor work to not necessarily guide you if that's not something, you know, but to, to be there and to lend support if it's, you know, like I'm, I'm working with Danu who is technically because of my Irish ancestry and ancestor, you know, if you're, if you're wanting to reach into a genetic heritage that you're not, as aware of like what about ancestors from a past life see i don't see why you couldn't do that right if they're you know if they're reaching out to you or if you know 
if you have a presence that you feel is an ancestor from a past, tap into it. Yeah. Use the energy. Like, or a husband from a past life. You know, here at Lunar Magic, the one thing we say over and over and over again is as long as it's not hurting anyone. Do you? Do you? If you feel, you know, let's not appropriate shit that's not maybe actually yours. Well, I mean, you know, if you if you come from a family of Southerners who may or may not have owned a plantation, maybe don't reach out to yeah. Lola for no good goddamn reason. They don't want you. Yeah. They don't hurt you. <laughs> Please don't do that. Oh, you're, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like know your place. Because that is a key fundamental thing to spirituality. Not all spaces are for all people. Um, I've been reading the Percy Jackson series because I pre-read the things I'm going to read to Grayson, Mm -hmm. just in case. And um, so, yeah, I am reading a series of young adult books, and they're enjoyable. But they're all about Greek um, mythology, and they're all kind of this hero's journey in a very Joseph Campbell sort of way. And, um, but it's really interesting because they do touch on it. They don't go too deep, but they do touch on the fact that even if you're Greek, like even if you're like Percy Jackson is the son of Poseidon, it is inappropriate for Percy Jackson to call on Zeus because Percy, his father being Poseidon, his domain is the water. Zeus's is the sky. There is a natural animosity there. Don't call on the deity that your lineage has beef with. Yeah, that makes sense. And again, I mean, one of the goals that that I have is for us to be thinking, how do we bring spirituality into every aspect and facet of our lives? And mm. and it's by that critical thinking. Yeah. yeah and if everybody thought about that first about doing stuff you know sometimes you have to do stuff let's be real well i mean there is things you just have to do stuff i mean i don't know what you're talking about i'm not going to do anything i did something today that (laughs) listen there's only so long i can silent the one on this shoulder he she i said probably she was like do it it's done Sometimes, if I don't have a good argument not to do it, then it's good time. It's just what's going to happen. It's a good time. It's a good time. Now I understand. <laughs> I'm not upset. Understand some. Like eventually, I can't sign with some. Like anyway, <sighs> sisters, <laughs> Halloween. So in it's all my so, life. Um, oh, almost all up. I'll be totally done with my decorating by Friday. I ordered some more lights to go out oh, the nice. door. I'm not decorated, but that's okay. I'm going to actually buy Halloween candy this year. It's the first year that I'm going to have lights on since COVID. So that's our Halloween episode. I would love for you, dear listeners, to find us over on Facebook, Lunar Magic Tea Time, and share with us your favorite Halloween traditions, your favorite Samhain traditions. Share with us your favorite, share with me your favorite Halloween candy. Speaking of that, I am going to make soul cakes. Oh, nice. Gluten-free and vegan. Nice. Maybe this weekend. We'll see. And they got to have pumpkin in them. So I'm going to modify the recipe I found. We'll see. We'll see how it works out. It's either going to be a brick or it's not going to set up. Who knows? It'll be fine. 
It'll be fabulous. Yeah. Uh, in a couple of weeks, we're going to start de delving deep into some heavy topics. But kind of your warning. We will give appropriate trigger warnings and content warnings as the episodes evolve. Um, mm -hmm. And like I said, you can email us at lunar at lunarmagicteatime.com. That's the website. You can find us on Instagram and TikTok, Lunar Magic Tea Time. And you can like and subscribe and all of that good stuff on all of your favorite podcasting apps. Just remember to add the Lunar Magic Tea Time. As always, have a magical day. Um, have a magical sewing. And remember, ancestors and Technically, the beginning of the witches' year, right? So, yes. happy witches' new year! Happy new year! <laughs>